I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. If there's one arena that's doing a really great job on shedding light on the various ways we can redefine health and change the medical paradigm, I'd have to say that's documentaries. Going back to Morgan Spurlock's Supersize Me, there have been a list of great documentaries that have opened the eyes of many people as to what's really going on and the various factors of disease that we face on a daily basis. Two documentaries that are at the top of my list and I highly recommend everyone watch are number one, Emotion, with pioneers such as Joe Dispenza, Nassim Haramine, and Raymond Grace, to name a few. And the other one, number two, is Root Cause. And that's about some of the potential health risks associated with dental practices as told through the story of someone that went through chronic disease and came out the other end. And they were both directed and produced by the same person, an awesome Aussie from Down Under that knows a thing or two about healing. This is the story of Fraser Bailey. I, I know you're, you're quite far away right now over in Australia, um, uh, you know, and you've got a really amazing story of overcoming disease and adversity and, and how you got there is incredible. I mean, you made a documentary out of it. That's something to say about it. But for those of you who maybe haven't seen the documentary, we'll get into that shortly. Can you give us the backstory of how things really started for you and set the stage for where your health issues began? Because as I understand, you're a pretty healthy person. And then mysteriously, things start to fall apart a little bit. Can you go into that? Yeah, so a lot of what I'm saying is, is in the documentary. Um, but you know, looking back at it now, I didn't realize at the time, but the start of my kind of health crisis was when I was 17 at uh, over here we have a thing called schoolies week where everyone celebrates the end of school and you know basically parties and drinks hard for a week and during that time I was on the second day I was unfortunate enough to get like king hit by a guy older than me and um, when I got king hit Basically, after the stitches and everything, uh, I went to a dentist and he said, you know, you have to have a root canal. And at the time, I went, yeah, of course. So I had the root canal and never thought anything of it. And <clears throat> fast forward about, I'd say, 10, 10 years later, I started, the first kind of symptoms I got was just real lethargic, just tired all the time going to the doctor saying, hey, I'm, I'm just so tired. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, and, you know, them basically saying, you know, you know take this depression pill or, or something similar. But I knew it wasn't that. And anyway, for the next kind of two or three years, I was just kind of struggling but still doing my job and, and going about life and just essentially putting on a brave face. And then a couple of years later, I... I got a flu. I got just a normal flu, but I was working for a company out of town. I couldn't stop like you normally do when you have the flu. I just powered through for for another week, and and then when the job finished, I collapsed and you know basically went through all the flu symptoms. They all finished, but then I real that was like the end of my energy. I was just like, you know, 
had zero energy, couldn't get out of bed. And essentially that was the start of my chronic fatigue. And then essentially I just went on a journey to find out how to get rid of this fatigue. Um, and where I was, you know, where, where I was very lucky is I had money and I had time. You know, a lot of people obviously got full-time jobs and stuff. My work is I, I direct TV commercials for a living. I, I didn't work for the first couple of years. I couldn't work. But then I started to work again, just doing the odd job, just to basically, you know, pay the mortgage. And then, um, and then essentially the documentary kind of goes into this, all this, you know, crazy stuff that I explored, everything in there is true. I, the only thing for those of you who have seen it, I never did the firewalk. I just, that was just something I did for comedy, but the rest, everything I tried. And, and also just for the nature of storytelling, it didn't happen and obviously didn't happen in the exact order of the way I tell the story. And then after trying literally anything and everything and, you know, looking for the, looking for the looking for the root cause looking for the source of what was going on um which kind of brings me back to you and your your father was uh a, a good friend of mine sent me a link of your father doing bah and then i kind of explored that link and and then explored all the other links and was kind of like blown away by what you what your dad was doing with the testing with the lecker antenna mm -hmm. And I had a girlfriend at the time who was uh, a pharmacist, but she was, you know, she was a bit over being a pharmacist and wanted to get into more natural healing methods. And I showed her the clips and she was blown away too. And I said, what about, you know, you become the first practitioner in Australia to, to do this? And she was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And so we flew over to San Francisco where your father was teaching a course. And so I was literally there just to, you know, be a good boyfriend kind of thing. And I think it was on day two of the course, I just said to her, you know, do you think you could find out what's going on with me? Would you mind asking? And she said, yeah, sure. And so I left a drop of blood for them to test. And apparently the whole class tested, <laughs> was testing my blood. And, and then when I, I, I essentially was just being a tourist and then, um, when I got back that when I got back that day to pick her up, I said, "Oh, you, you know, what did you say was going on with me?" And he said, oh, he said your main problem was that you had an infected root canal." And this just kind of like just blew my mind. I was like, "What?" And had you firstly, ever heard that before? First, no, I'd never heard that before, and I hadn't even, you know, I hadn't even really spoken to your father or told him I had a root canal let alone an right. infected one. <laughs> yeah. So he just has a drop of my blood. For, I, I know for, for, for those that haven't had this done, it's kind of, it's, it's hard, hard to understand. And then I was just like, well, and that was the first time I'd ever heard that a root canal was, was causing me issues or you know, anyone else issues. So that we, the, I think she had the course, and then we had to fly out, um, we had, you know, fly out the next day. And then that really began my research of, um, you know, root canals being the, the source of my problem. And I must be honest, because it was my front tooth, you know, I started seeing dentists and, they, and, you know, basically the remedy was to have the front tooth pulled. And 
no one really wants their front tooth pulled. So I was kind of trying to, I actually didn't want this to be true because I thought, right. you know, I don't, I don't want to lose my front tooth, call me vain, but that didn't sound too fun. And, and then essentially I just started listening to podcasts and listening to the alternative, you know, doctors and dentists who are speaking out about this issue. And, you know, the, the thing that got me across the line was, was two things. There was this guy, Dr. Jerry Tennant, who's in the, who's in the documentary, amazing doctor. And I had a Skype call with him. I just, I paid for an hour's consult, got my bloods done, da, da, da. As one of his questionnaires is, do you have a root canal on it? Which I said yes to. And then we're just talking. And then after everything he said, he said, um, until you have your root canal fixed, there's nothing, there's nothing I can do. You know, that's, you have to fix that before we kind of move on. And I was, and so that was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> this guy was telling me that I didn't really want to hear it. And then another thing was, um, a thing called an EAV electronics, according to Vol test that I had done with it, with a dentist here. And essentially it sends electricity through your body and there's kind of like a needle. And when, when, when you're in harmony and the needles in the middle, and so this machine was testing all my teeth and it was all fine, 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 fine. And then when it hit my root canal tooth, the needle just went off the charts and it makes a real kind of funny sound. And then when that happened right in front of me, I was just like, okay, like it's this, this machine is clearly showing me that there's a problem. And then I had the 3d cone beam scan. And after all that, that was when I, I was going, okay, now let's, let's rip this thing out. Like there's no, no way around this. So yeah, it was, it, it was your father who's, who's a legend in my, <laughs> in my opinion that I got my health back and, and was the, was really the catalyst for making the documentary. Yeah. And thank you for that. And I, I know he loves to hear that. And, and, you know, you, you've done great job sending some people to our center and, and to giving us those, uh, you know, props, but, you know, to, to backpedal a little bit, you know, you had this issue for a long time. Did you go the conventional route? Did you get diagnosed or was it sort of a mysterious illness? Yeah. I mean, it was just a combination of, you know, people think that I was, you know, I was faking it and I was a hypochondriac and yeah, over here, I'm surely the same. If, if you if you want to get off work, you get a doctor's note. And so they'd kind of like go, you know, I can write, write you a sick note for a week, and but I've got my own business. So I, don't, I don't need anyone to write me a sick note. And, um, and then, yeah, it was just essentially kind of, and I, my anxiety levels were off the charts too back then. Um, just, I think, a combination of having a really weak system. So they also was prescribing um, anti-anxiety medication. And, you know, when I did my homework and read the side effects, I was like, you know, I don't want to touch this stuff. And, and so that was essentially hypoglycemia was like one guy's theory. Um, but, yeah, the, the first thing I did, the first thing I did really was, was blood tests before. And then when they had no answers, that's when I went searching for other answers. And you went through a lot and the documentary does a good job from Amazonian frog therapy, right? To just really advanced technology. You, you tried everything, all different diets, everything. And so you were really, really proactive, but I guess you could say you were shooting darts in the dark, right? It, it was just trying everything and 
and, you know, thrown the whole lot at it, but you weren't getting any, any results. Um, you know, is there any advice for anybody kind of doing the same approach that you'd give now if you're looking in hindsight at where you are now? Well, I mean, obviously after, you know, what happened to me, you know, if you lived in America, then I'd say go straight to innovative medicine and, and get diagnosed. Um, and I, as you know, I didn't, I wasn't fortunate enough to go through all your protocols because I, I don't live in America. And a lot of your protocols are not, unfortunately not allowed in Australia. Um, so, you know, what happened with, you're totally right. I was shooting, I was shooting darts and, you know, some things gave relief, you know, things like acupuncture mm. give relief. And like those, like I said, those first couple of years where I couldn't work, that was, you know, that was just total bedridden. And then I did do, I did do some things that, you know, did help me kind of thing, but I kept sliding back. So I'd kind of do these crazy courses and, you know, some were really effective and, um, you know, I'd tell people to look into them. Um, but because I didn't have the root canal sorted, I just, my health started sliding back. Um, and so it wasn't until I'd fixed that, that, you know, I, everything kind of started to heal itself, I suppose, because I was, I was getting, getting rid of the infection. And, um, and so the body could heal and, and I was still doing, you know, different stuff like acupuncture and uh, chiropractics and nutrition, all the, all the good stuff that, that helps you heal afterwards as well. Right. And now would you consider yourself an open-minded person? Because I mean, you did some crazy stuff, right? And then you come up, you show up, and I remember meeting you, and you're just this random Aussie at our event asking to be tested. And it's like, all right, for educational purposes, let's all gather around and test Fraser and <laughs> see what we come up with. And, and it did show up as, hey, you're actually quite healthy except for this, right? So I understand why other people would say, it's, it's in your head, we're running the tests, and it mm -hmm. seems you're quite healthy. And then you have this one thing, and that's, that's sometimes the, the crazy part about medicine. Most people think it's these millions of things, right? When a lot of times the initiating factor is just that one thing that everyone's overlooking. For some people, it's geopathic stress we've seen, right? Where you live and you're missing that electromagnetic because you can't test for that. In your case, it was actually a dental infection. But you know, was that like a huge leap for you? Or did you start to say, well, wait a second, that makes a little sense. Or because I think you stated you took some time to finally take action, you needed some confirming pieces as well with the EAV and other things. So was that difficult for you? And, and you know, was was that a big jump into a new paradigm? It 100% was. And, um, you know, to, to begin with, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. But yes, right. I'm, you know, I'm extremely open minded. I think anyone who's lost their health and, you know, would sell, sell their house and everything to get their health back, you know, knows what it's like. And, you know, when you don't have your health, money has no meaning kind of thing. So, you know, I literally spent all my savings um, in, in search for the answer. And then, you know, when, you're, when your father had told me, one thing I was very lucky to get hold of, um, there's a, a great podcast called One Radio Network and they did a whole series of interviews with Hal Huggins and Hal Huggins was kind of like, well, Weston Price and, and him were like the fathers of, um, you know, holistic dentistry and, and now he was the one kind of flying the flag 
saying how bad amalgams and, and root canals were. So I kind of got hot shortly after, after seeing your dad, you know, I got hold of these podcasts and I was listening to them. And so that kind of, that started to make a lot of sense to me or everything that he was saying and, you know, how they can't properly sterilize the tooth. And, and so he, all of kind of these Hell Huggins podcasts kind of helped me confirm that, you know, your dad was onto something. And yeah, yeah so that was, I think, you know, yes, at the start, it was kind of a hard pill to swallow, but at the same time, it really shook me because I hadn't told them I had a root canal. And then the other thing is, is that kind of in my, you know, kind of up in my gums, it was kind of getting dark and but i just didn't think anything of it so that kind of thought well maybe he's right like obviously the rest of the gum was looking fine but just above the root canal it's kind of looking dark so maybe there is an infection there so um yeah i think i think i'm extremely open-minded and i think yeah, I, yeah obviously some unfortunately some people aren't they just think whatever western medicine says goes and that there is nothing else um but for me also, because Western medicine didn't have an answer, I was kind of forced to to look outside the box. Right. And I, I want to go into a little bit of that skepticism with root cause and everything that happened afterwards. But even before that, you had produced and directed a documentary, Emotion, correct? Was that yes. going on during your health issues? Yes. So, I mean, that, like I said, you know, like I was a lot better. I was a lot better then than yeah. I was obviously when I was bed. Um, and that, that literally came out of search again, searching for answers and a lot of, and as you know, it's, it's true that emotions have a big part in your health huge. and that, yeah, huge. And that, so I was, I kind of, you know, met with some people and they was, that their whole thing was like, you know, you've got an emotion, emotional traumas that you're kind of suppressing and that you need to release this. And so I started looking into that. And then, you know, a lot of the people that you see in the documentary subscribe to that, that theory and, and they're hundred percent right. But, and, and then, so I started working on my emotions, which actually did help my health. But like I said, I, I didn't get hundred percent better because I hadn't treated the tooth issue. And then when I found out about the tooth issue, it was like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a weird pact that you make with God, I suppose, is that, you know, if you get me out of this, you know, I'll do, I'll do the right thing and I'll, I'll do good. And, and I thought, and I kind of thought it was the, the thing to do was to get this information out there right. for all the other people who have suffered to, to, so they wouldn't suffer like I did, I suppose. Yeah. And, and to be honest for it, it's a pact. So many patients make, you know, because there are so many people that finally get better and then they just start either foundations about it, go on the road and do talks, do consulting, or even become doctors in some sort of, you know, professional uh, sense. So it, it is really something that you see. And that's what I love. I love that story of actually getting better. That's where I believe the journey begins because you went on to tell your story to a vast audience through this documentary and it was amazing and it's also funny because the two documentaries you did with emotion and root cause i believe and from what i've seen you know being around my father my whole life and meeting so many different doctors those are two of the kind of most underappreciated factors is the dental side which of course you can attest to the whole documentary does a great job of illustrating that 
and then emotions, which everyone seems to think is a completely separate facet of medicine, right? We actually call it like mental illness and, you know, it's almost like a different whole thing. And then you go to your regular doctor, but go to your shrink for that. So it, it's your journey kind of exposed two of the largest underlying factors and your documentaries through your own journey allowed a number of people to then witness that these are two really, really powerful things we need to look at. Um, unfortunately, though, there is some backlash to, to, to this. And you received it from the ADA, right? And you were on Netflix, which was a great accomplishment. I remember telling everyone to head over to Netflix and watch Root Cause. And then how long was it on there before the ADA, American Dental Association, you know, caused a little bit of an uproar? I think it was just under three months. So it started the 1st of January in, um, yeah, 1st of January. And then it was off by kind of the end of March that year. So were yeah, you expecting was, that? No, no, not at all. I mean, um, obviously with the, with, my, so with, my, with my name and the way it's spelled, there's, there's not too many of me in the world. And so through <laughs> social media, through social media, I'd copped a lot of abuse from dentists um, from seeing the film. And, you know, first I want to say that you know, I think dentists are highly intelligent, hardworking, great people. And I've got zero issues with dentists. It was, it's just the root canal procedure that I'd like to see come to an end. Right. Um, and so I started copying this abuse from dentists. I was like, oh, okay, but, you know, I kind of could see it from their point of view because it's like, you know, if 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 fifty percent of your income and and some some filmmaker in Australia tells you that you know fifty percent of your income you're you're hurting people and you know causing all sorts of disease and stuff, well, you know, I'd be pretty miffed too because you know after you know spending ten ten forty years or whatever thinking that root canals were perfectly healthy and good for us and all that, then I could see where they were coming from. And then, um, and then I started some of the, some of the people, um, who were part of the dental association started to show us kind of, you know, emails that they were, you know, basically gathering and stuff. And, um, and then I saw uh, something that they kind of drafted up to Netflix, but I kind of, I kind of didn't think that Netflix would do anything. I, I saw the emails, I, yeah, I kind of wasn't worried. And then, um, yeah, I think, you know, I got a text message saying that you're, you know, I can't get your film on Netflix. I think it's been mm. taken down. I was like, no, no, no. And then <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of went to, to find it. It was gone. And that was kind of, you know, we didn't hear anything. No one kind of told us. And, um, you know, essentially, you know, I think that American Dental Association is a very respected organisation. And, and, you know, we're a very small, small independent film. And I think, you know, Netflix basically, uh, sorry, the American Dental Association telling Netflix that we're causing harm to people and, you know, ruining people's health with the kind of erroneous information that's in the film. Um, you know, I can see it from Netflix's perspective that they thought, well, you know, what, this, is, this is not a good thing. We don't want the, we don't want the legal battles. We don't want, we don't want the drama. Um, and unfortunately they took it off. Like, you know, I wish, I wish that, you know, the people high up would, would have done their research cause they would have come to the exact same conclusion as me, but 
you know, understandably so, they kind of took the advice of the American Dental Association over, over yeah, a, a filmmaker. To me, to me, it's always crazy because this is your experience. You can't deny your experience. Now, I understand you're not the professional, but you had people on a documentary that are well-respected professionals, right? You had Dr. McCole, Dr. Tent, all these people that are very well known, you know, um, uh, would not promote anything that would do harm, you could say, have actually probably brands themselves that would not allow that in some ways and are just putting a alternative, you know, side to the story, because I think that's what, you know, most of us do, whether it's politics or anything, you usually have two sides to the story and you allow the people to make their decision based off so-called facts and both sides have their own facts to everything. So, I was really shocked, but at the same time, knowing what it's like being in the integrative or alternative field for so long, you really get people that don't want change. You get people that are really stuck in their ways and, and no matter what you put in front of them will really push back. And it's unfortunate when it is about another patient's experience. That's when I say, I understand when doctors have a profit to put this out there and start to go against each other and, you know, bring each other down. It's sort of business tactics, you could say, not exactly ethical, but there's something to be said there, like big pharma does to homeopathy almost, right? What, what is yeah. it? It's, it's nothing to big pharma, this little homeopathic brand, but they'll go after it all they can. But, you know, when it's the patient's experience, that, that's when it's a little bit, I think you cross the line. You're trying to say it didn't happen when obviously you're the evidence of it, right? And that's where I think experience is so vital. It shouldn't be about just true clinicals and evidence. It should be about the experience of patients such as yourself. Do you see anything changing in the near future as to accepting just alternative medicine as a whole? Maybe not transforming the dental you know, uh, process and, and the whole industry. But I, I know myself, I've seen more and more holistic dentists and biological dentists coming up and, you know, they're keeping to themselves and, and they don't want to ruffle feathers. But have you, because you put this out there, of course you got backlash, but what, what was the support like? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, obviously the support was overwhelming and, um, you know, people kind of saying, you know, you know, why can't you get this back on Netflix and stuff but not realising it was beyond our control. Um, and, I, you know, I think in a way it's a compliment because I think the, the film was, was so powerful and convincing enough is that, you know, excuse the pun, but we did hit a nerve with the, <laughs> with the, with the dental community and, and I knew that I knew only science would get this um, across the line, and everyone in the film is a is a doctor or a dentist. And having you know, having this many people, you know, basically playing the same tune about how bad root canals are, and all the all the science and all the experiments to prove you know how toxic they are, is what made the film so convincing. And I think because it was so convincing. You know, we really rattled some feathers, and and like you said, you know, the business side of things, it's like twenty-five million root canals a year at two or three thousand dollars a pop. You, you you can do the maths of what we're upsetting, and then and then um, you know, I think I think I think in terms of change. Um, I can mainly talk about Australia and what I'm seeing here. There's a lot of people are disenchanted with with Western mm -hmm. medicine, 
and you know definitely alternative medicine is is, is growing and you know whether it's acupuncture chiropractics or homeopathy um you know they're definitely increasing in, in business um well i think less people are going to the doctors when you know when they have the cold and the flu less people are just turning to antibiotics and tablets because they know it's bad and so they you know they get they're watching their new their diet they're you know they're getting acupuncture they're getting homeopathy whatever and so i definitely see it's a growing field because you know we all you know we all know that western medicine's great for trauma medicine but for chronic disease um that i, I think that they're very backwards um and barbaric in some respects and um you know i think that there's 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 better uh, alternatives out there and with you know the internet and stuff people can do their own homework and and you know not just believe everything they're told with, with the newspapers and the and the media right and and you brought up that you wanted to base this in science right you wanted to to kind of showcase that this is scientific now do, do you think that the word science itself is really what it used to be I mean, everyone's using this like, hey, it's based in science. And the science you could show shows two things, which is that even science, right? That you could come up with two different opposing, uh, you know, results in science and everyone's pointing to their science. So how, how do you feel about that? Because I've had a really hard time, Fraser, telling people like, no, this is based in science. Like, no, 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 this is. And you just go back and forth in circles. And you just drop the word science like it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's God's word and that's it. When, in fact, I, I think science is, is first off a man-made creation in some way. And it can be skewed. It could be, you know, there's so many beliefs on what it is and isn't. So what are your thoughts and, and how did you see this as being scientific yet getting such backlash? Yeah, well, I mean, with your first comment, that's so true. I mean, you know, what... I've kind of researched today and have seen is that, you know, so much science is bought and paid for science. It's, right. you know, he who has the peso has the say so. And, you know, you can go back as with, you know, big uh, tobacco paying doctors and stuff that, you know, the camels are good for you and stuff. And I mean, there's so many different fields that you could, you could kind of say this too, that if you, if you've got the money to pay the scientists um, then you can get whatever so-called science that you want kind of thing. Um, and, you know, when I say that it was all based on science, well, um, I mean, I mean, okay. Well, I mean, just for instance, some of the experiments. So if you I did a cone beam scan, so it's a, it's a 3d X-ray to, to look inside your mouth. And so you can't dispute that. And then, so there's, in, for my case, there was infection going on. So, you know, what caused the infection that just so happened to be where the root canal was. EAV may, might, might be hard for, for some skeptics, but, mm -hmm. you know, you're sending electricity through, a, through your body and you can't argue with electricity. Um, and then all the, all the different experiments is that they, you know, they were literally testing every, every root canal tooth um, this is the work of Dr. Boyd Haley. He tested, I can't remember how many now, but it was like say a thousand uh, root canal tooth and all of them had all the, all very uh, chronic uh, bacteria and stuff that mm -hmm. were from botulism to the, basically the highest kind of 
most toxic forms of bacteria every tooth had. And then just to make sure it wasn't just every tooth, he got non-root canal tooth, so just normal tooth you get extracted, tested them, and they were perfectly fine. So it was like, you know, 100% every root canal tooth had this really bad infectious bacteria. Um, so things like that. It's like, well, you can't kind of argue with that. And this this guy, I mean, he's got no... I think when there's no financial gain, when there's no, you know, financial, right. then how how can you argue with it? It's like this guy had nothing to gain by doing this. He wasn't making any money. In fact, the opposite, you know, he gets persecuted and stuff. So I think, you know, these these people, they're kind of heroes who are doing doing this stuff for the benefit of, of mankind and not, you know, not just to line their pockets. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the... You know, that's the conclusion that I've come to with with science. Is, is that it's now just people just like say, you know, science says, and then people right. go, oh, well, it must must be true. And then there's there's this whole concept that there's really kind of two sciences. You could say there's quantum physics, which sees things very differently from Newtonian science, and most of medicine is still based in Newtonian science, which is amazing for mechanics engineering. But when applied to the human body, which we know is much more than that, we are not just machines you run into some problems, right? And I think that also is you're speaking two languages, I believe. When you're in a more alternative field and you're learning about energy and all these different bases that really are the foundation of everything. I mean, you know, Einstein and all the quantum physicists of, of the beginning of the 20th century proved that already that, you know, we're all energy, that's it. Um, you, you have to have the discussion on the same plane of what science are you basing it in? And that at least has been really difficult because I I was speaking to a guest not long ago. It's like, how do you explain to someone quantum physics? Like Einstein couldn't do that over 30 years. Like, you know, his whole life he tried to do that and wasn't able to and like, you know, an elevator pitch 15 second short clip there. So I, I think that's a big problem too, is that when you're speaking and you have different aspects of what the science really means, and it's not to say one's wrong or one's right, but it's changed. Science changes daily. I think that's a big problem too, because you're, you're kind of speaking different languages and just yelling at each other in different languages. And it doesn't help promote a true discussion of things. It doesn't help promote, I think, uh, you know, uh, an open-mindedness of people to seek out different solutions. And it kind of bashes people if you don't understand the other side. So, you know, that's just a, a little bit of feedback of what I've kind of come up against because mm. if you don't understand that energy part you know i was talking to somebody today and they're like well, what do you mean energy is in in atp energy it's like well no it's a little <laughs> bit different than that so even that definition right when you say energy people think different things and i think that applies to science as well i i gotta ask you this because you've you know you're a documentary maker is there a documentary out there that you would say is a wonderful documentary about health or anything else of course yours are amazing but outside of emotion root cause what what have you seen uh, is out there that maybe people should look at oh okay um well well speaking of you know i mean one of the one of the greats and speaking of quantum physics and that got me on this path was you know what the bleep do we know i think right. when i saw i saw that at the cinema that changed my life forever and that's inspired, that definitely inspired, um, you know, emotion and, and then root cause. Definitely, if, if it wasn't for that being made, I, I don't think I would have made those films. Um, ah, that's a tricky one. In the health, 
I mean, I, <laughs> I kind of, there's quite a few that are, you know, there's quite a few health ones that are very popular at the moment that I think, you know, that I feel are propaganda kind of vegan, <laughs> vegan films and stuff that, you know, very, very well made. The, um, the game changes film. Changes. What'd you think? Incred- incredibly well made. One of the best, right. if not the best made film in the, uh, you know, in, in the, in the health, in the health yeah. genre in the health and wellbeing yeah. genre. It was so brilliant. And obviously they had deep, deep pockets behind them, but I, I don't believe it. I think, uh, yeah. you know, I, and, and then, you know, after going back and kind of, and listening to some stuff like, you know, the, the MMA guy that they talk about, mm-hmm. who's so-called vegan, you know, Joe Rogan said that yeah. I've, I've been with him when he eats fish and he eats eggs all the time. So he's, he's really a Presbyterian kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of brilliantly made, but I think there's a lot of false information in that film. Right. Um, personally. So what are your thoughts on diet in general after everything you experienced? Because again, you experienced so much. And in your journey, it was more about healing than maybe optimization or athletic performance. What do you feel is the, the perfect diet, I guess, for healing or just what you experienced? Um, I mean, I just, I just know it works for me. Um, one of the, one of the things I do is the, is the genome diet, which is kind of one step mm-hmm. from the blood type diet is that there's kind of, we're in six genomes and that kind of makes sense is that, you know, we all don't need to have the same diet because we're different. And it's like, of course, Eskimo, Eskimos eat fruit, their, their teeth <laughs> rotten, they get extremely sick, you know, cause we're all, right. all made different. Um, so that, that kind of, I subscribe to that a lot. Like I just kind of take out a lot of things um, on my list that, that are bad for me and that I just try and avoid, you know, definitely avoid wheat. And I think because of the Mm. GMOs and stuff that most people should avoid wheat. Um, And, you know, I suppose I'm, I'm kind of not really in any extreme. I'm not, you know, I'm not paleo. I'm not vegan. I'm, I'm just, just more of a, a kind of a balanced diet. And I know what, what foods kind of work for me and make me feel good. And, you know, I know if I have a bunch of sugar that I, I feel horrible. So I just avoid right. it kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't really want to be the no. you know, kind of profess to have any answers to diet. I just, that, I just do what works for me. And, um, and maybe from your testing, you can, you can tell us whether that you found that is that certain people need to avoid certain things and other people can go crazy on it. Absolutely. I mean, that that's the whole point is that we are individual. You brought that up like an Eskimo can eat like someone who's in the Mediterranean that just doesn't work. And they've been built that way. And you you adapt the genetics of everything change. So, um, you know, I've always said, if you're not in a state to do true personalization or anything like that, you got to know yourself and then put quality first, right? I don't even care so much. You'll figure out the what's over time, like you said, wheat and other things. But look for quality always. Look for something that's truly fresh. And a lot of times, again, I was having this discussion with someone like frozen food and frozen vegetables aren't bad per se, uh, but they've probably been plucked and dead per se, you know, for months, if not longer. So the nutritional value starts to go down. Ultimately, in a perfect world, you'd want to pluck it right off the tree, take it out of the dirt, know it was non-GMO, know it was made in nourishing soil and be able to eat that as fresh as possible. But I understand we don't normally live like that anymore. And that may be part of the problem of chronic disease, but 
to put in a little bit more effort to try and find the highest quality, you know, pieces. Like you see it right now with Burger King doing their impossible burger. It's like, all right, you're going plant-based, but is it actually healthy? Hell no. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to fool people here and you're trying to make them think that's what Subway did so many years ago. Like eat healthy. What's, that's the most processed crap you could think of, right? And it's not healthy at all. But there, there are always these, these levels of quality. I'm just saying try to, to find your level as high as possible. And so you're not eating truly processed, even if it is something that says it's organic, but it's processed. If it's in a box with a number of ingredients and preservatives, even though it says organic, it's a product. It is not a true food. Food is the ingredient that goes into it, right? So yeah, I think that, you know, getting stuck on one diet is never the answer. I think that we are all different. Someone's keto diet may be great for them, but again, it may be great in the short term where you see results in weight loss, but what is that all that extra fat doing to your gallbladder over the years? Will you suddenly have some kind of GI symptom five, 10 years later, like you had a problem with your tooth? You didn't see it for five to 10 years. Your body was able to compensate for that long before it actually became something chronic. So that's even amazing that your body was able to do that. And of course, it got a little bit worse every year. The infection grew and then it became too much. But probably your body was compensating for a number of years and making it sort of, you know, uh, uh, balance out somewhat until it couldn't take it anymore. And I think that's something we have to think about as we start looking at diets as well. You could get short-term results, but that doesn't mean long-term it's going to be healthy for us. So I think we got to play the long game there. We got to, you know, look at it as diet as nourishing, of course, and not for immediate results, but just for feeling good in the long term. So those are my thoughts about it. But what were some of the best? Yeah. What was some of the best healing advice that you got during your journey? Was there anything that kind of stuck out that you're like, hey, that really resonated with me and got me, you know, thinking about things differently? Um, I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, well, what I, can, I what I can talk about is the things that I that I think. I mean, apart from your system, obviously, I love because that's what got me right. to the cause. Some of the thing before I was before I knew about this whole paradigm. Um, some of the things that helped me along the way for people out there who are suffering chronic fatigue is um, I did a thing called the lightning process. Um, which is essentially a form of kind of self-hypnosis to, to kind of go from tired, tired thoughts to energetic thoughts. That really helped me out and that, was, that, that made a big shift. I think you know, homeopathy definitely made a big shift. There's a, there's a thing called TBM, which is a chiropractic treatment. Um, and it's kind of a cross between Chinese medicine, chiropractics and kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, it's tbmseminars.com to find a practitioner, but that is an amazing modality. Um, it's, it, that kind of helped me so much. Um, and that, I think TBM was kind of the TBM and the lightning process was really the things that got me kind of out of bed and been able to function, but you know, still in still extremely tired and, and in pain, but it, it got me back in the world kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I'd love people to go and check them out. Um, and I think in terms of, you know, philosophies, 
I think I suppose the big thing is holistic. You know, it's it's mm. even though even though in in emotion I'm saying emotion, and even in root cause I'm saying it's it's all the root canal. You know, I think it's 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 holistic when it comes to health. It's 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 diet, nutrition, it's emotions, it's it's good clean air and water. It's um, you know, it's getting all the things right. It's you know, it's, and then getting all the energies right, whether it's Merid, you know, meridians through chiropractics or acupuncture so i think holistic is is the main thing and i love your system uh, you know from i remember it from the first days that you have this um a, a pie chart with yeah. all the different things from you know is it parasites is it is it heavy metals is it nutrition is it emotions i love that about your system is that literally breaks down the whole approach of all the different things that it could be and I think that's the way. That's essentially the way you got to look at it. Is that it, you know, it could be a parasite, it could be heavy metal toxicity, it could be the dental thing, it could be the right. emotions. And I, I think that's the beauty of your system is that it's kind of just taking it all and putting it under one kind of umbrella, and then right. and then and then having this genius diagnostic system that with the Lecker antenna um, that takes the takes the guesswork out of it and really kind of fast tracks people from stop throwing, you know, um, doing what I did and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars looking for answers. Like I could have saved myself a truckload of money if I went straight, straight to you and then got given the answers. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is about looking at things holistically, but the problem Fraser is that that's not sexy because it doesn't give you an answer. Right. And nowadays, everyone wants the answer of what do I do? And when I get asked that question, I'm like, I have no clue. It could be like a million things that you have to do until you really, you know, peel back and look under the hood. Then I don't know. And people are like, ah, eh, you know, the other guy had a better answer that I should do this, this and this, and I will get better. Now, is that going to work? Probably not. But it's, it's a, an unsexy answer. It's not even that marketable but I believe it's the right answer. And I don't know if it'll come around to people because people love fats. They love just attaching themselves to it's celery juice. It's ketogenic. It's the microbiome, right? It's your yeah. tooth. It's, <laughs> and that's easy to get behind. And then you just kind of go down that rabbit hole and find the research that affirms that. And then you find the people, oh, I got better just doing this one thing. When in reality, you're never just doing one thing because you don't live in a vacuum <laughs> and you're doing lots of things throughout the day that can impact it. But I'm hoping that if you're listening to, to take, you know, Fraser's advice that you have to look at all these different pieces. I mean, you went down so many different routes and you experienced so much that I think you could step back and see all of them there and say, they all have a place, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they did, this didn't work alone for me, but it has a place in medicine. And I believe that's what innovative medicine is about. It's about seeing the whole picture, really taking that step back and being able to say, you're all viable, all these the Amazonian frog therapy to, you know, to, to this can, root canal, you know, reconstruction, looking at dental foci, that's all there. But, you know, it, it's going to take a different mindset. It's going to take, you know, stepping away maybe from some of the fat areas and, and stop going down rabbit holes, but take that 30,000 foot view. So I, I really do like that advice. Are you working on any documentaries right now? What's new for you and what's what's coming up? I've been, well, I've, there's two things. I've been doing a lot of research in the field of stem cells. 
Mm. So I've, I've kind of interviewed a lot of a lot of doctors on stem cells, um, and you know, met some amazing doctors along the way. I've still got to figure out how to kind of tell tell the story. Like there's one thing uh, interviewing people and stuff, but how to how to kind of gel it all into a into an entertaining story is is kind of a bit tricky for me at the moment. Um, and the other thing that I've been doing, I, I haven't been interviewing many people, but um, EMFs is the other mm. thing I've been doing a lot of research on. So um, yeah, it's kind of it's that's a it's a bit of a rabbit hole when you go down that one. And obviously, yeah, people are becoming aware of five G and the dangers. So essentially, I want to come up with uh, you know the solution, like. If, if if we can't you know if we can't stop 5g right um and, and then you know we've got we've got we're all carrying around these mobile phones 24 7 i'm trying to find what's the best approach to um yeah to basically get ourselves away from these harmful frequencies and 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 perhaps give ourselves the the, the one the healing frequencies that we need so you know, I'm kind of just looking at different products and stuff and, you know, I have, I have no attachment to any, anyone's product. Um, I just kind of want to find the best and, and, and promote it essentially. So that's the other kind of bit of research that I've been doing. Yeah, both awesome topics. I mean, we briefly discussed on a separate call like EMF. I've done podcasts on that. It, it's a huge issue. 5G is just going to, you know, really take it in an even bigger issue and and really put a i think a spotlight on some things people get sick although it's very hard to connect those things uh the stem cell one is also really interesting are you starting to formulate a better idea of the possibilities with stem cells because it is so avant-garde and people are very all over the place and very opinionated on it with what you've seen so far are you seeing like hey this could be really promising Oh, I think no doubt. I think the, the yeah. stem cell, obviously it's extremely expensive. So it's kind of only available to the rich at the moment. Um, hopefully that'll change. But I mean, from what I'm seeing, I, I could be wrong, but you know, it's, I mean, my country is extremely restricted. Like you can't get the good stuff. Um, and then you, you, what I'm seeing in your country is that they're kind of slowly starting to take it away and the, the big players are being attacked. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, from what I've seen and heard and the testimonials I've, I've, I've witnessed already, it's it's mind-blowing healing potential. Um, and uh, uh, there, there is a bit of a case because there's different there's, there's, there's different stem cells. Mainly the, the two main ones is, is getting your own fat mm -hmm. uh, and then the other one is the umbilical stem cells. Now, depending which camp you talk to, they'll tell you that there's there's is the best and the others is of course isn't so good <laughs> yeah so I'm um, trying I, I, I can't tell you the, the answer to that one um, right. they both have very convincing arguments um, but yeah I, I think if you've got the money especially like injury stuff like you know yeah. knee and shoulder injury so you don't have to have a knee replacement and, and surgery it's it's fantastic like if you have the money now um, you know do your homework and and find a great practitioner because there's a lot of cowboys in in that game as as there is with you know new stuff like that. But the the good guys and the the, the people I've interviewed, you know, they they're doing amazing healing results and 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 literally curing the incurable, you know, things like MS and stuff and mm. really hard things to cure. 
um, they're getting phenomenal results with. So definitely, if you if you have a bit of if you have some money, then definitely right. something worth looking into. Yeah, no, I, I think that is definitely at the forefront of what's to come in medicine. I do think that there are a lot of questions of how to utilize it best, especially when you're talking about very complex conditions with multifaceted, but I do agree injuries, some other condition, it, it definitely will thrive. We've seen great results in PRP, platelet-rich plasma, just in injection sites, activating it with chromotherapy and then then injecting that into knees joints and and seeing uh, you know along with things like PEMF laser therapy and everything else as a combined integrative and holistic approach that that's had great promise so i can only imagine if you added something like stem cells in which again are pretty uh you know aren't accepted yet so much in the united states and uh tough to come by right and, and very expensive but I, i'd love to see that uh you know improve and have more accessibility because there's so much you know great stuff out there so i'm looking forward to that when do you think that'll be uh available that that documentary uh it's a process right the hard one to answer um it's a hard one to answer just because i'm trying to find the the great story to glue it all together and like it took me a long time for root cause to for, for people, it was actually, it wasn't even my idea. It was one of my close friends, uh, Trent, who's a great writer, who says, it's, it, who told me it's got to be your story. But I said, you yeah, know, my story's boring. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> no, it's, it, no, it's your story, but, you know, told with comedy and da-da-da. So he was the one who kind of solved the, solved the story problem for me kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at now with this one. Is that, okay, I've got all these amazing talking heads of great doctors saying how good stem cells are and then, Obviously, the logical thing to do is to follow someone's journey kind of thing. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like, how do I make this the most entertaining kind of documentary there is um, and not just a bunch of kind of, you know, talking heads talk, saying how great stem cells are kind of thing. Yeah. Have you connected at all with uh, Dave Asprey? Because, I, I mean, he always touts himself as a person with the most stem cell like therapies, you know, over time. Yeah, we, um, we, yeah, we, well, actually, I tried to interview him and I got declined. So, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can segue me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've been on the, the podcast there and then we go back and forth. He uses some of our products and everything. So I'll connect you to, and maybe that, that's another angle you could go at. Who knows? Because I want to see this done because I do think what you bring to light in the documentaries really has a great purpose in not just pushing medicine forward, but pushing our understanding of what health is forward, right? Like so many people after I know when I spoke to people about root cause, like I never would have connected teeth to the body. And that's how most people think. It's just, you know, totally separate. And it stops right there in your mouth and there's no connection to anything else. And that's how the majority of people think when that's not truly factual. The teeth are incredibly poor and every single part of your body is incredibly hard, right? There's no one yeah. that you could just take it out and nothing would happen. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that gets made. And for people who want to watch Root Cause, where can they go to to watch that now? So there's a number, of, you know, there's the, the website is um, root, you know, the root, rootcausemovie.com and, and then there's iTunes, um, that they're they're kind of the main two we're still trying to work on another deal um so so we have a distributor in america and um they're still trying to get a deal whether it's you know apple tv or um whoever 
uh, right. to try and, you know, tr- try and get it out there to as many eyeballs yeah. as possible. Because for me, it's like, it's not about the money. I, I make money doing TV commercials and right. I just want to get it out there. And, and Netflix was was a brilliant platform for, for getting getting this information out there. And I kind of feel like the genie's out of the bottle. Yeah. And, and hopefully it's the hundredth monkey effect that, you know, right. we'll in time that, that, you know, root canals will be disappeared from the, you know, dentist system. I think always when you put something out there first, it's radical. It's kind of, you know, over time, it's sort of like, well, yeah, I, like you said before, cigarettes were once like, yeah, how could these be bad for you? And then it was an uproar when people started saying, well, maybe they're not that great, right? You got a yeah. lot of pushback. People don't remember. And then finally it was accepted. Hey, they are not good for you, right? So that, that's what happens over and over in time. And I, I do hope that at least people have the option to see it, make up their own mind, right? I'm not telling mm-hmm. people how to think and what to believe in, but given this and being aware of certain information, that allows you to make better choices for your health. And when you're restricted, that you know doesn't give you the power to suddenly take hold of your health. And so I, I really do hope that that gets out there more. Any last thoughts or anything uh, you want to share with the audience as, as we close this out? Uh, not really. I mean, <clears throat> uh, obviously, you know, obviously, I just, you know, can't thank you and your, your father enough for the work you do and, you know, for literally setting my life on a different path. Um, so, you know, I feel very, you know, very grateful for stumbling across, you know, your, your system and, and your father and you and, um, yeah, I'll just encourage people who you know are curious about it to to check it out because it, it definitely changed my life. Well, thank you, Fraser, and and you know your chance encounter made me see that there are no chance encounters because I remember <laughs> just thinking like, and I was I was reluctant. I'm like, I don't know if we should be testing this Aussie guy. Like, what if he's like not into it and we find something weird? And it ended up like you know we've had this friendship going on for years now and kind of supported each other. And I love what it's become all because of that chance encounter. So it, it really is one of those things that makes me see like everything out there, the universe has some kind of plan to it. And, and it's great to just be able to go with the flow and meet people such as yourself and others that are doing such great things, you know, because they were brought into this awareness field and saw something a little bit different. So thank you so much for everything. And I'm, I'm hoping people keep watching Root Cause. It gets out there more. And I'm looking forward to the new documentaries and everything else you got going on. Awesome. Great talking. I'm incredibly thankful to have met Fraser many years ago and to be sharing his story, the way he shared it with so many through his documentaries. Each of our journeys is incredibly unique, and while it may be surprising to some that something as innocuous as an issue with your tooth can lead to such chronic and debilitating illness, we have to understand that the body is all interconnected and your teeth are not excluded from this. If you haven't seen Root Cause or E-Motion, please do. Expand your awareness, empower yourself through knowledge, support others who have been healed, are healing, and now sharing their experiences, and then shape your own healing story.